one of the hardest run I have done because I was not prepared for the distance from 31 miles to 62 miles in that cold, not prepared. That was a big challenge. But a couple of days later, when mentally, physically, I become okay, that's when I told myself, I think I can do a 100-mile race. Welcome to episode four of Cream City Pacers. I'm your host, Alex Main, and in this episode, we sit down with Arun Sakar. Arun is an ultra runner that has accomplished big things since he started running in 2012. In just seven years, Arun has run over 100 halves, marathons, and ultras combined. It's not often you meet someone who's done these kind of races and has the willpower to just keep running. But Arun defies most of our expectations of what the human body can do. Arun and I talk about how he got started with running on January 16th, 2012, and why that date sticks out to him every year. He also talks about a run that pushed his body and mind to go beyond his limits and showed him that he can accomplish whatever he puts his mind to. We also discuss some of his most memorable races, like the Leadville Trail 100. But sometimes life doesn't happen the way we expect it. In Arun's case, an injury in 2018 set him back from racing at the World Championships. But when a new opportunity came in 2019, he's working on a way to find his way to that start line. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe and share with your friends. Now, without further ado, on to the show. Arun, welcome to another episode of the Cream City Pacers podcast. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Thanks a lot, Alex. I'm excited as well. I'm happy that you guys are having me and hopefully we can have some good conversation. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in and get to know you a little bit more and hear about your journey from not running to becoming an ultra marathoner. Me too. So before we jump in, introduce yourself. Mm, myself, I would like to think as an explorer throughout my life. Uh, as a job, I I'm a statistician, economist, and I am doing teaching and research for more than ten years now. But I like exploring life from different angles, different perspectives. Academia is one of them. Running became one of them recently. But in between, I have done a bunch of other stuff. If you get a chance, maybe we will dive into those as well, a little bit as, as our conversation progresses. I hope one of those gets brought up in conversation, but let's focus on the running for now. So tell us a little bit about your journey into running. You haven't ran your whole life, correct? No, not really. Means I did some sports throughout my life where running was involved, like, you know, soccer and, you know, and those kind of sports where mm-hmm. I, we used to, we have to run, but that's a different kind of running. Um, first time I ran, just for the sake of running, was 2012, 16th January. So your first run was in January. It's January in Milwaukee on Lakefront, starting from <laughs> Collectivo. Uh, it's the four-mile run. Yes, that was my first day of my run. What got you to show up that first day? So before this, you never ran, right? I never ran. I never ran before this. I ran a little bit, maybe a couple of minutes here and there, not like, you know, thinking of running for 20 minutes or a couple of miles, not in that sense. Was this a New Year's resolution? Uh, It was some kind of resolution, but not New Year's. Um, I have done in the past New Year's resolution for many years. But then I stopped doing it, especially after coming to U.S. Because most of those years, I was like 31st, I was drunk. And <laughs> I wake up in a very weird shape on first. So a lot of my resolutions was not working on first. So I changed my resolutions to 16th of January every year. So every year, pretty much for the last 7 or 10 years, I try to do something new 16th of January every year. And 2012, I started running. Um, the question is now, why running? And why 16th of January? Is that your question? Or yeah. 16th of January, because 16th of January is my parents' anniversary. So I, every year, I try something new 
And when, when I was a kid, my dad told me that always try something new and something new which you don't want to do it, which you hate it or you don't want to do it, something hard. So every year, till even this year, I tried something new. And since it is new, there's a high chance I will not like it. But again, my dad kept on telling when I was young that you have to keep on trying for at least a few times, a few weeks, a few months. Then you will start liking or hating it, but give it a shot. Uh, so, 16, so 2012, I was thinking, okay, this year I want to start something new. I was not sure what. I have a bunch of stuff in my mind. But 2011, I think, and 10, 11, and 12 also, I used to see a lot of people, a bunch of people running on the lakefront here and there, running by themselves. Didn't make sense to me. Why are they running? Like only somebody running by himself or herself. Sometimes two people running. I know running makes sense when you're playing a sport. We are going to win or score a goal or playing a tennis. Running is involved there. This just solo running didn't make sense to me at all. It used to feel so stupid, really, so stupid. And then what happened, 2011, I met Michael Lovell, our then chancellor at UWM mm-hmm. where I work. And I got into touch with him. I came across with him and we have some kind of relation and friendship. And, you know, I was working for him. Uh, then I realized and I came to know that he runs a lot. And he is a pretty decent, serious, very good marathoner. And I used to see him in the gym. I didn't understand why. He is a busy person. He's a chancellor. You know, he's always busy. He's out of the town uh, so many times in a month. But still he managed to run every day. I didn't understand that. There is something to it. I need to figure it out. So that was pretty interesting to me. Uh, I think two things told me, okay, this year I need to start something new, which I don't like, which doesn't make sense to me, which is running. And I thought, let me start on 16th of January. This is my new challenge. So I think a couple of days before 16th January, uh, I came across a friend. Her name is Ina. I don't know if you know her. Ina, I didn't know her. But somehow we got connected in Facebook and she told, I didn't meet her before that. She told, uh, why don't you join us for a run or something like that in front of Collectivo? And I believe it was Wednesday. I had to check it. I think it's Wednesday. Um, At 6 p.m. I showed up there on 16 January in front of Collectivo. There were, I think, two, three people there. One was, I came to know Ina, the other girl, Kate. There's one other guy from India and me, four of us. And then, okay, I showed up. They told, okay, we'll run. I think all of them, all three of them used to run. But for me, it was something new. So I just followed them. I don't know where I am going. I just, they just, I told them, just follow us. I just followed them. We went till Kenwood Hill. So two miles out, the traffic light. And then we came back. And after two miles, I was like panting and it is hurting. I don't know to run. I was running fast. I don't know how to pace. I have no idea what is pace and what is this. Not no idea. So somehow, I think I was uh, breathing heavily. It was hurting, <laughs> but somehow I came back to Collectivo. It felt horrible. But it was my first run, yes. That was, that's the goal of your New Year's resolutions. Means I Doing ran. something you didn't want to do. Yes. But that was the start of the resolution. The whole so, thing is you have to start something new and then try it for some time. So again, I think I ran on Saturday, same route, Saturday or Friday, I forgot, same four miles. It didn't mm-hmm. feel good. It felt even worse, I think. And I was already sore from two days before that. But I tried that route two or three times. I forgot. But then one day, I think I did somehow, I think six miles with the same group of people or maybe some, some few other people. Mm-hmm. And that felt good. I don't know. It felt good because I ran better or it felt good because I just did something different that extra mileage, but I just felt good. And I think within a month, I think one Saturday morning, I ran 10 miles with a bunch of people. Some are new and some of the people like Ina and some people, and I did 10 miles. It was my fifth week of running, I think middle of February, 2012. And that day I felt amazing. I just couldn't believe that I did 10 miles. It was a very, very big deal for me. I came back to Collectivo and quite a few of a bunch of my friends or, you know, acquaintance, whatever you call, they were at Collectivo. And I think I ran more than them that day. They did six mile or seven mile and I did a lot. 
somehow I just felt a kind of achievement for me. And they were very happy for me. And I was very happy for myself. And it makes me feel good about myself and something I did new. And somehow I think that night, somehow I convinced myself, I don't know how, I signed up for my first half marathon. So have you ever taken it in that within five weeks you went from not running to running 10 miles and setting for a half marathon? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I don't know many people who have done that. You know, usually it takes you a while, right? You have to figure this out. That's because or... they, most people are smart and I was not <laughs> because I was not training and I was not doing anything. You know, like the right now, okay, I have a decent idea what is called training, women, all those fancy stuff. That time I was just going out and running. I didn't know. I don't know how to stretch. I don't know anything else. I just go out and run. I don't know how to warm up and I just go and run the same pace every day. If it is longer, it should be slower. I didn't know anything because I was not smart. I didn't know anything. So maybe, whatever, that helped me or didn't help me. I mean, maybe that's a benefit. Maybe. Sometimes ignorance is a place. Sometimes. That's why I didn't think too much. I thought in my mind, okay, if I can do 10 miles, I can, it's only 3.1 more miles. In my mind, I know I can do 13 miles. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. So I think I signed up. And the race was, I think, I forgot, two weeks after that. Yes, it was, I think, 30 or 31st of March. Which so, race? Let me take a guess. South Shore. That was a very good guess. That's oh. my, that was a, my second, second half next weekend. We'll come in a minute there, back to back. <laughs> so my first one was um, Trailbreaker Half. Trailbreaker Half Marathon. Uh-huh. Uh, Watosa, you know. They have yep. full marathon, half marathon. Yep. So I did that half marathon. Um, that was my first half marathon and my slowest half marathon. But that time, I didn't care about time. I just wanted to finish. Just crossing the finish line. And that was, I think I was never happy like that. Even after I've done many hundred miles, I was never happy like that. That first time finishing an official race, people are taking pictures, people are shouting. And, you know, at the end, I got a medal. My name will be there in official. You know, I have a babe with a number and a name. So this all thing is very new to me, was new to me. Just like I felt like very official, I felt like a runner, you know, and I felt very you know good about myself. Uh, I was very happy, uh, yeah. very very happy. It's also new. It was a new feeling. You've never had that. No, never. New exactly. Euphoria yeah. that you're experiencing. Exactly. It was like the you know the running that distance and then official race. The whole environment, people cheering and everybody you know cheering for each other and you know um, that's my first medal in a race. You know, so that was whole thing. The whole package. Uh, was very exciting for me. So I like that. Uh, of course, then the same day in the evening, I was not able to walk down the stairs. <laughs> Next day, I can't walk. So it was feeling very bad. I don't know. Wow. Uh, it was really hurting. But I think two or three days, uh, my pain have gone down. Uh, and somehow, I don't know what happened. I heard from a few other people, they are doing South Shore Half Marathon, something called South Shore Half Marathon. The next weekend, a lot of people from our running group signed up and I also signed up. So I ran that one and I ran, I think, seven minutes better. And so you're already cutting time. So it's like, so that's, that was an interesting feeling. So I don't know. I didn't do anything. I didn't run anything in that one week, but I already improved my time by six or seven minutes. And that made me feel good again. Wow, I can improve in one week. But again, that's not logical. Of course, my first half marathon was so slow. So it's easier to, I, I think I just ran two hours, first half marathon. The second one was, I think, 153 or something, 154, I forgot. Uh, so that made me feel good again. Uh, so I thought, okay, back to back. I, of course, this improvement will not be linear, right? It will be exponentially downward sloping money. Um, so, but that didn't stop me. I thought, okay, so I felt good. Back to back, let me sign up for something more. I was looking for some more challenge. Um, so that was a start, yeah. Uh, Alex? So you got two half marathons in within your first two months of, of yeah. running yeah did you continue down that path of more halves and continuing to ramp up your mileage yes when was your first first longer race marathon first first longer race was 28 july so that same year same year yes you were you ran your first marathon it, that was a uh, trail marathon i never ran a road marathon and you just ran the trail marathon that's again that's interesting because in 
April, somebody, one of my friend, Brian Delos, he told, okay, Arun, there's a uh, 20K. It's called Bear Tracks 20K. Let's go and run it. I haven't been on trail before, Lapampik at all. I have no idea. I have no idea what's the difference. The locust trail means it's just dirt instead of road. It was, sure. So we went in the morning, we signed up on the day, and I was running with, I mean, till that time, I don't have any running gear. I, was, I have no running shoe, my normal shoe, normal full pajama kind suit, not running shorts. I don't look a, like a runner. I have full mm-hmm. jacket, no running jacket. But that's me that time. So we went on that Bear Tracks 20K and it kicked my butt because I didn't realize there are hills, how to run those things. It was hard for me. There's a couple of hills out at Lapham. Yes, some of them are really steep. Going up the tower, <laughs> they're steep. Everybody walked that one. Oh, yeah. uh, but I didn't know. I was trying to run. I, I thought I'm a runner. I didn't know how to run that. That's my first time on the trail. So anyhow, again, I finished it 20K on the trail. So that was my first trail experience. So that was interesting. What did the rest of the year look like? Did you do any more races? Yes, quite a few. <laughs> All right, listen. So then after that, I did my first marathon, trail marathon. Because I got a distance, I got the trail. I said, okay, let me try it. So one of my friends told, let's do a tra- uh, marathon at Grand Island. That was my first trail marathon, 28 July. Um, then I got the distance. So, okay, next goal. My, my dad, I'm a marathoner. What is the next logical goal, Alex? What do you think? I would say... I would say ultra, but I might say a road marathon. Very good. First one is right. I said, okay, I got the distance. So next is the 50K. Let me sign up for a 50K, even before doing a road marathon. So I signed up for, I did quite a few, I think three or four half marathons in between. I did, and this uh, is all still 2012. 2012. I did uh, Strider's half. I did a Bruce City half. I did Madison half. So you just cranked out some yes. local halves. Yes. And yes. now what's your, what's your 50K? Uh, North Face 50K okay. in September. Second weekend, Northwest 50K. That was my first 50K, first ultra. Uh, that's where I met Dean Karnazis. I don't know if you've heard his name. Uh, so he is a, is a very popular ultra runner. He has a lot of books. And I got a chance to meet him mm-hmm. before the race. So anyhow, I finished that race. That was a very good experience for me. Longest run ever. I was very happy. Well, at uh, that point, everything was the longest run ever. Yes, exactly. So, this, so, so you can see, like that time I am going for a new challenge and I'm trying to achieve it. Okay, okay, next what? Next what? Next. I'm always, I always look for a new challenge throughout my life. So that was, was that your last race of 2012 then? No, I have seven, eight more races after that. In 2012 still? Yes. What else did you do more? Did so, you do anything longer than that? Mm, not longer, but I have done f- three more 50Ks and three more marathons in the next two months. I did back-to-back seven races every weekend. Okay, so... That's where I met Dean Karnazis. I met him at North Face. Yeah. And I heard his book. One of the book was 50-50. He ran 50 marathons in mm-hmm. 50 days. So I, I read this book. I met him. And look, if he can run 50 marathons in 50 days, why can't I do seven or seven marathons in seven weeks? It sounds to me it should be doable. Mm-hmm. So I did seven or eight marathons or longer. Uh, every alternate weekend for seven weeks or eight weeks. Okay, so at this point, are you, do you have like a good sense of training? I mean, you have a ton of miles under your feet, but just, you know, nine months before this, you had no idea what was going on in running. Or were you still just kind of just out there doing it? Your body was in great shape, I mean, you're just running. I think I was not training much. When I'm doing all those back-to-back races, I was just racing and recovering and racing again. Yeah. So I, I still don't know what is training. I know I was running the races. To me, racing means participating and finishing uh, as best as I can. So, but I, I didn't know how to train for it. You know, like training blocks, like four months training. And I was building up, then training blocks. Then you're recovering and then you're tapering. I didn't know all this stuff. So, I, okay, I feel tired and I don't run. If I don't feel tired, I just go and run. So I have no specific mile or pace goals or, or all those regimen. So I just run when I want. And, you know, and I, if I want to run fast, I just run fast. If I want to run slow, I run slow. Most of those runs were neither fast nor slow, same pace. So basically, first two years, I didn't know what I'm doing, to be very honest. You're, you're, you're running these races and, cro- and finishing them. Yes, I'm finishing them and I'm finishing them to my best possible ability at that point. Because I didn't have anybody in my life uh, who can tell me, who was telling me what to do. 
Yeah. Because, you know, because I didn't know too many. I, I met many people, but nobody mm-hmm. told me this is how you should train. So I was just making my own goals and trying to achieve those my own goals. So after the first year or two years, looking back, when did you realize what you were accomplishing compared to like other people who are starting out running? I mean, what you did in the first year. I already realized that in the first year. So you, you knew what was going on right yes. away. So when I ran those seven you know, marathons and 50Ks back to back, it's already different than most people. It doesn't make sense. And to Makes. me, I'm making my own sense out of it. It's my own goal. It's my own journey. I'm trying to see where my mind and body is taking. Why can't I? That's my thing going on. I was trying to put small goals. And of course, in, in the middle, I have a lot of help in the sense, a lot of my friends were encouraging me face to face when I see them in during our, you know, you know, weekday run or weekend runnings. Uh, then in the races, I met some new same people. So they were encouraging. And also when I post about these things in the social media, like Facebook, people were encouraging and congratulating. And those are pretty like, those were uh, boosting my energy or whatever. Well, that's what making me feel good. Yeah, you're getting it. Yeah, getting that support all the exactly. time. I was getting the support, and people are encouraging me all the time. So I was, of course, and that made me feel that social validation was helping me a lot. I don't know helping or not, but that was making me more recharged. Yeah, feeling um, the fire a little feeling bit. The fire. Kinda. I want to do more, more, more. Um, so that was going on that time. So you get you're now running for a year, two years. Are you? Are you like I'm going to stick with this? But I kept running because that I still that time I I have done fifty k right. Mm-hmm. Then in I again as I mentioned I was always looking for new goals. Okay, I have done fifty k. I've done marathon. I've done road. I've done on trails, but nothing in the snow. I okay. Now I have to do on the snow. Okay, I found John Dick fifty k on the snow. I did in January. And then the most interesting run for me, maybe most interesting and significant compared to any other races or run is one run which I did by myself, which was in February. I told myself I will run a 31 mile on a certain day, on a Saturday. It was very cold, but I do remember for the date, I was a little drunk from the last night party or something, and I woke up very late, and I was not able to run with the group on Saturday morning. So I started the run around noon or sometime, I forgot. So I kept running, I kept running on the river trail, again, to the, you know, like um, on our normal lake front and like, out and back. And I kept running 10 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles. I finished 31 miles. Then I kept telling, can I shoot a new goal? Can I do 35 miles? So I finished 35 miles. I kept going uh, 40 miles. I kept going 45 miles. It was, by the time it's already dark, it's cold. I have no water. I came back to my apartment, drank water. So my body is aching. It's, it's snow outside, very cold. That day was like under zero. I do remember that, under zero. I put extra layer. I went outside. Let me see if I can keep going, keep going. I don't know what, what I was trying to achieve and why. So I kept going till 50 miles. Okay, that's a new goal for me. A new distance PR. Still, again, I still kept going. It was al- almost midnight that time, midnight and no support no support just by myself just by myself and i have a one one bottle in my hand not even a proper bottle just a water bottle what's going through your mind i you recall to, that I yes mean, it's, you're i was trying to punish day. myself in a way two things was going on because i told myself i want to wake up in the morning run with the group and i couldn't do that because of my last night's drinking i felt bad but why can't if i set a goal i need to do it I cannot be so weak that I don't do it. So I was trying to kind of punish myself in a way, a little bit, okay, and try to over, kind of maybe do something more. I think that was going in my mind. So I did like more than what I, the goal I planned, more than 31, I did 35, 30. But I kept going because I thought, okay, let me see if I can keep going, keep going. Because then I did 50 mile, that was a very big PR for me, more than 19 miles, right? But still, I kept going. Almost, I think, 3 or 3.30 a.m., uh, I stopped at close to, I think, uh, Cardinal Street or somewhere. I forgot. 62 miles. Uh, after that, I have no energy to run. 
and walk. So it, it was like three or three thirty. So a couple of times, police stopped me, asked me, "Are you okay? What are you doing?" I was driving by myself, up and down, up and down. They stopped me a couple of times. <laughs> so anyhow, after sixty-two miles, I stopped. I have no energy. I started walking back. I walked for an hour or two hours. I came back to my apartment building. My hand was almost frozen. Somebody had to open my the door for me. And anyhow, so that was. one of the hardest run i have done because i was not prepared for the distance from 31 miles to 62 mile in that cold not prepared that was a big challenge a couple of days later when mentally physically i become okay that's when i told myself i think i can do a 100 mile race uh, with training that's the first time i started thinking about 100 mile race i haven't done any 50 miles race either i have signed up for a 50 mile race which is i says 50 mile I have signed up. I have signed up for land between the lakes, fifty mile, which is also in March. But I haven't done any fifty miles race till that point. In February, I just did this training run by myself. Um, so that gave me a confidence. Without training, I can do this. I think we can. With training, I can do much better. A fifty mile, I can do hundred mile, and I can do whatever I want. So this crazy idea of you going out to do a thirty mile run that turned into a sixty plus mile run. Yes. was the was what fueled your fire with feel i think that exactly so that was a very big deal for, i mean how much did that obviously it opened your eyes you were like i just did this yes and I'm it was it. amazing it was it was a it was it was amazing feeling it just because there was it's it's hard to explain there's there's nobody i am doing by myself nobody told me to do it so setting my goal and everything by myself so that kind of feeling and confidence and doing it and nobody's cheering for me nothing that that puts put that make me feel in a different way so that and then i so at that point i think i can do a lot of things which i want if i want to do it nobody i don't need that external uh, motivation or anything i felt like i can do if i if i want to the whole idea is do i want to why i want to do it so i have to ask that question to myself if i want i can do it that's why i felt like that at that time So that feels the fire and yes. now you start going you're running 50 miles you're running your first 100 miles you're yeah. you're going for different challenges so these different ultras throughout the country present their own challenges right right i mean one of your what's one of your favorite accomplishments mm, one of the big one is because one of the reason it is very pretty and very very popular race and it was very hard for me And that was a race where I was so close to giving up at fifty miles, but I finished, which was Leadville, hundred mile. Leadville, uh, Leadville, yeah. Race across the sky. Race across the sky. Yes, um, that's a pretty, pretty good race. Interesting race. Hard, but interesting and very pretty, challenging. I mean, what are the? I don't recall what the elevation gain is on it, but you start two miles above sea level, I believe. Yes, you start around like I think just under ten thousand feet. pretty much the entire race is above 10000 feet on average and it goes till i think close to 13000 feet hope pass stop at 13000 feet where first of all it's a mountain race so you go over like you know like 3 5 miles 6 miles up the mountain and 5 miles 6 miles down the mountain again up the mountain so it's pretty hard for us flatlanders in that perspective especially milwaukee flatlanders especially milwaukee flatlanders we just only have a couple hills here a couple of hills like a couple of feet and this is like yeah this is 18000 feet i believe so people who aren't really key on the ultra world are are you doing these races by yourself you have support team with you at certain parts yes. of it are you finding someone before the race and saying like hey this is what i'm going for let's do it together i am very lucky to have very good friends and support crew for most of my ultra especially the 100 milers so let's say for leadville yes i have a very good group uh so i have five or six crew people who flew from different parts of the country actually to help me Are these like so you just said five people flew from different parts of the country are you meeting these people from all your different races like two of the people are just was my colleague from uwm but they are runners as well so they just one flew one drove from here uh to help me and one of the like one of my friend logan so he was living in colorado so he just drove there and one of my other friend ashley who paced me 50 for 50 miles she i think flew from indiana i think uh to pace me 
I never met her before that day, but somehow we got connected through Logan. And anyhow, uh, so yeah. After that, I met many people throughout the country. And that's the beauty of the ultra community. That people, it's hard to believe how people are willing to uh, fly and drive and go there and help their runner. That's amazing. So that's why ultra running is a totally different group of people. It's hard to believe how they want to help others, which we don't see in like road running community. Yeah, it um, seems like a, I'm not a part of it. I have marathons the farthest distance I've run, but just hearing the stories and seeing different things of how close-knit it is and just the mentality of it is, is just in a different mindset it's to, different. to do it's that. Different. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. It is. And yeah. those, yeah, those people are, it's amazing. It's, just, it's still hard to believe how people are, you know, willing to help. Not only in the race. Some people just, you know, are spending time and days and weekends just to help crew, not even pace. And help yeah, just to and this thing. fuel you yeah, just, and make just to, sure you're getting through. Yeah. So how is, what's the feeling like when you're, you know, you're at Leadville and you're halfway through the race and you see these beautiful sights? But you're probably in some of the most pain you've ever been in. Yes. I mean, what is that going? What's going on in your head during that? Amazing. I think that's what, that's why most people like doing these ultras, because especially these trail ultras, those mountain ultras are really, really hard. But at the same time, it is so beauty. So it's a man, it's a both, like, you know, something is hurting and something is uh, it's so soothing, that beauty. And overall, it kind of offsets each other. Since it is so beautiful, sometimes that helps us forget the pain. But yes, for me specifically, in that race, it was so hard. Uh, for first, after first, you know, first three, four hours, I was not able to breathe properly. My headache for first three, four hours. Just getting used to the altitude. Yeah, huh? Exactly. But I know it will be like this kind of. So I kept going after seven, eight hours. Mm-hmm. I started feeling better. But by the time I hit the top of Hope Pass, my legs are all done. I can't breathe, like 50 miles. So you're halfway through. Halfway through. And then I have to come back, the Hope Pass. And those who know Leadville, they know the backside of Hope Pass is, 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 is hard. But I was lucky that I have a very good pacer. She was waiting for me at 50 miles, Ashley Arba. She was the national champ, 5K national champion a couple of times. <laughs> so she's just 21 years old that time. And you know, she's a young runner, fast runner, strong runner. And I don't know what I was doing there. But anyhow, so she was matured enough and she gave me the courage and motivation, everything. Look, Arun, don't worry about finishing. You just let's go up the hill. Let's just go up the five mile hill. So she you know, knew how to deal with me. And in my mind, I was very sure I'm going to give up because I don't have energy for 50 more miles. But somehow, after I finished six, 55 and 60 miles, then I started getting the confidence. Okay, I conquered Hope Pass. So now I think I can finish it. Then we started running hard. I started running hard and harder and harder somehow. And of course, it was a very hard race. So, but at the end, I was able to finish very just, I think, half an hour or 40 minutes, 30, half an hour before, for 35 or 40 minutes before the cutoff. So, but that was amazing feeling to see so many of my friends waiting there at the finish line. Most of them thought I will not be able to finish because there are very few people finish the race from the flatland. I didn't know anybody except I think one person I met who finished Leadville uh, from this area, from a Milwaukee area, because it is people. It's hard to finish. So for me, it's like I even couldn't believe that I was able to finish, especially. My two other 100 miles, which I have done before Leadville, was around 28 hours. And the cutoff sweat, 30 hours. So if I finish 28 hours, these races in the flatland, it's hard to finish Leadville in 30 hours. So most people didn't think I can finish it. But somehow in the back of my mind, I told, I'll finish it. I don't know how, but I'll finish it. So I was very happy to finish it. And my friends are very, very happy uh, that I finished it. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Yes, it was 2014. It was a very big accomplishment for me, at least that time. And I still, I think I was a very new runner that time. I didn't know how to run. So that was my third 100 miler, but I didn't know how to run 100 miles. It's very different than training for a 50 miler marathon. I didn't know how to run. But later, after a one year later or two years later, I realized how to run 100 miles. And then I started running 100 miles better. So like it's smarter. Yes, because there are so many variables which goes on into these ultra races, the 100 milers, 
the kettle 100 mile first year i ran was 28 hour 2013 next year i ran it was 27 hour 50 minute still like 28 hour mark but in 2015 i improved by more than 5 hours so i figured it's not only running so from 27 28 to 22 hours the five hour chunk I took out, not by running, but dealing with the other variables, how to train your mind, how to train your mentality, how to train your stomach, other stuff. There are so many other variables. If you can take care of those, how to pace yourself. If there's a heat, what kind of food to eat, what nutrition, how to deal with so many other stuff, what kind of shoe, what kind of gear. So I used to realize that running these ultras have so many variables. It's like problem solving. Like you will deal problem every step, but how to tackle it. It's, so 100 milers to me is like a bonsai of real life, how to problem solve. And that's why people ask me, what's your favorite distance? I tell them it's 100 miles. This is my favorite distance. Because we go through so many problems and you'll always have a new problem in every 100 miles. It's a new problem which you didn't think you will face, face. How to deal with it? That's a very interesting challenge. So how did you learn to do that? Um... You know, trial by error. A lot of the time, yes. running more races than you than you could. Are you? Did you find the answers through training coaches, friends that were able to help you with that? Yes, M- mix of everything you mentioned. So a lot of things were trial, like trial, like you know, doing, like learning by doing, trial and error. At the same time, I started reading a lot, learning and listening to a lot of podcasts and interviews, reading a lot of books and magazines, everything. So you, you really know. immersed yourself with yes, everything you know, around you. Everything, you everything. Means I have read more than 30, 40 running books and I have listened to hundreds of podcasts and everything. It's like, okay, there, are, there have to be a way. And then, of course, training. Of course, training is there. But just trying to learn. By the time I have a good community, good network, so those who have run 100 milers, talk to them, what they have done, you know, you know all these things. So, yes, I, I'm very lucky to have good friends around me throughout the country. So they, they gave me tips, a lot of tips, and I was able to um, execute to some extent. Definitely. So for training for these, obviously, there's less uh, ultra runners in the running community here than there are ultra runners. So how did training go for these, these runs? Were you finding yourself... Uh, you know, trying to run distance before you went to running group and then ran after the running group? Or are you running with the same three ultra friends and just all doing your insane distances on the weekend? Uh, that's, a, again, very good, uh, very interesting and a good point. I used to, I, I always kind of, uh, not struggle, but I used to think, I want to train with people because sometimes we have to run, you know, like we are running, let's say, 30 mile in the weekend run, 40 mile weekend run. It's hard to find people who would like to run 30 mile or 25 or 20 miles. Well, so, even your pace, like even though, say, we're both ultra runners, we could be completely different paces. So what's the point of us training together at some points if we have to true, hit what very we true, need very to true, do? Very true, very true, very true. And that's why, you know, I uh, realized that, of course, uh, that time I started realizing that training is a little different than I was running. So some will be very fast runs, some are slow runs, some are recovery runs, those things. So I tried, it tried to be very specific, especially for my long runs. Then, as you said, let's say our group, let's say our group at Collective meet is meeting at 8 a.m. They typically do 11 miles. So if you have seen me training, I do 11 or 12 miles before the group. And I join the group and I do 11 with them. So I already, I'm getting 22 miles. And maybe do five or six more. So 26, 27 miles. So a lot, lot of my long runs, which are 25 or 30 plus miles, I have done half of the run before the group. And then I join the group and do the rest with the group. And in that way, I have done a lot of my runs. Many of the runs I have done by myself um, just to teach our mind that in the race, I'll be by myself. Yeah. Teach our mind, even when it's hurting and boring, but still I have to keep going. That's why. Not um, even by yourself, but like no one around you. No one around. I mean, in marathons, you, it's big enough. There's enough people there. There'll be people around you, especially even just road, most road marathons, people cheering for you. Right, if you're right. out doing loops in the, right, in the exactly. woods or that, exactly. running the rim, exactly. you're, there's no one there. Exactly. And that's why some of the runs were very weird. Uh, but again, I have done a bunch of runs. I went out at midnight and run for three hours, come back at 3 a.m or go at eight, you know, just running by myself at night, how it feels, even in the warm or cold. Just, I, so I have done those things by myself. Quite a lot of those runs were by myself. How do you think you've trained your mind to get to a point where you can mentally do this? That's a very good question. I think 
I don't know if I have any answer to that, but that's where we have to ask ourselves. At least I try to ask myself. I still do that. Why I want to do it? A lot of people do something because other people are doing it. So I have to. I told myself why I want to do it. I have to have very specific answer for myself. Once I can figure that, everything else falls in place. Do you think that's run by run or race by race specific, or do you have like one achieving goal you're shooting for all the time? I still don't know what I'm shooting for, to be very honest. But right now, if somebody asks me why I run, I still don't know why I run. Um, but I know I'm trying to, especially ultra running, I'm trying to see what is my physical, uh, mental, emotional limit. And that's where I think spirituality comes a little bit, helps me. That at mm. some point, I can zone in for hours, the meditation. So I, like in, in daily life, I do meditate every day in the morning. So sometime when I'm running, it's hurting, right? Hurting and everything is pain and everything. But after maybe 60, 70 miles, I don't feel the pain anymore. It's just that goes away. But to get into the zone, it's like more of a meditative. So that comes with practice and everything every, every day, mentally and physically, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think if we can uh, train our mind, we can do a lot of things which we don't know we can do. We can do more than we think we can do. But training our mind is very important, especially for long distance and older. Mind is 99% is mind. Uh, I believe it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to be able to mentally get through that. Yeah, it, because it's, it's very hard to stay. No, because it will hurt for sure. At some point, again, if we know why we are doing it, my own goal, why I am doing it, everybody has their different reasons. But if I have my own reasoning, and if I am honest to myself, if, I, if that is the real reason, then it is not that hard, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so though you have, you know, some goals and spiritually and you're trying to get there physically, you do have some kind of real goals, tangible goals. And so that started to come to life last year um, before you got injured. When you qualified for... I mean, the world championship. World championship. 100K. Yeah, because... So India got selected last year for the first time, okay, India uh, for the uh, world championship in 100K. So basically three runners are invited from each country. And so, yeah, it was the first time. So how, did, how does that happen? They get selected? So usually uh, for other countries, I don't know. But usually, like, let's say if, you, if we are the national of a certain country, right? Let's say I'm Indian national. So if you get, if you think you are good enough, you have a really fast, fast time, if you have a chance, then you can apply. You can apply. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I received an invitation because my time, I think that time was the, I think, fastest time uh, in the Mad City, 100K, for all the Indians who ran 100K. And that was in 2018. Last year. Yes, yes last year in the, in the spring. Mad Pencil. City, yeah. It was 7th of April, I believe. That was my last race. So my goal was to run a decent race uh, and try to get a decent time. And if I can run the yeah, world championship. But then I got injured in that race. And still I kept running with that injury, maybe 20, 22 miles more, which made the injury. So the back half of that race, you got injured. Yes, around 40 miles, I think. And miles. then you still plowed through that, which is incredible incredible or stupid i don't know well both incredible (laughs) but i was able to finish so your time was good enough um that you got the invite to represent at national world champions yes championships and where is that last year was uh sweater martin in croatia Okay, and then you, so you weren't able to go because you were injured. Yes. And you were injured all of last year. Yes, from that race, after that race, I was not able to run for months. I started running again a little bit in August and September, a little bit. Uh, But I think I started running too much too soon. See, after that, I never took that four months off like that, but I started running like pretty, like 30, 40 miles to 50 miles within like second week of my training, which was bad because I wanted to come back and run Tunnel Hill again in November, 100 mm-hmm. miles. 
but then again in uh, just few days before leg front marathon i i was not able to walk so my injury get got back even in a worse shape and after that i was not able to run till long um, how was that journey from being basically in the spring i would assume it felt like you were on top of the world i mean you were going to represent your country you set a record and yeah, this journey by itself i think it will be a, to be very honest it will maybe my most interesting year i think by itself it will be one or two more podcasts just for that this last year journey uh, which um, there's a lot of things happen mentally and physically <laughs> a lot of things physically as well i mean yes, you got mentally hit on your bike yes by a car yes you got hit by a car walking <laughs> right i mean like shit i mean it has stuff happened to you you were i mean it sounds like you were in a dark spot it was in a bad very bad yes and to be again in short i learned so much about myself last year which i never f- learned or felt in my life and this injury or this accident bike accident in july the injury in april this put things into perspective at one point like let's say last year in february march i was running 100 120 miles a week and every day running at least 10 miles and on weekend 30 miles felt so easy and every you know 30 miles running 38 minute pace and everything it felt very easy yeah and then in let's say i do remember in may i was in crush for a few weeks it was taking me an hour to walk a mile i couldn't walk a mile less than an hour i just couldn't walk so it was for days then when when i when the crutches were off still it was taking me time to walk it was hurting and i couldn't jog for months I couldn't run so it put things into perspective i started thinking or seeing things in a different way i started valuing life and i started i i felt like we are we should be so much grateful just for being alive i started feeling that way that you know, i am just happy that we are healthy i shouldn't i used to feel bad if i didn't get a good time or didn't get my hit didn't hit my goal time or pr or something i used to feel bad mm-hmm. i used to think why should i feel bad i shouldn't feel i am just happy to be alive right now i don't even care to run fast or anything i just want to be able to walk a mile without crutch that was my goal i didn't even think i was not hoping to even run in my life anymore uh, but at that point my goal was just to walk without crutch so it put things into perspective and i have so much appreciation for what normal people are doing what we as athletes are doing what we can do um so yeah so it's like it put a huge spin in the way i used to think and i started thinking after that injury and accident i am so grateful that you know that i am alive i can still function and yeah means i think we in other podcast we'll talk more details because this last year it's like i have lot to talk about last 11 months we'll talk some other time unless you have some very specific question what yeah. was last year i think uh, i think so this year you're still coming back from this injury you're not running much you were saying before no, the I show no i haven't run at all i mean you a big thing happened this year you got um accepted into western states <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that, that's a pretty big thing at least for me for many people those who are into the ultra world yeah western states is a pretty big deal uh, it's like the boston of 100 milers the yeah, first time in the world it's awesome and you've been shooting to get in for a while now for 7 years yes you've got a lot of tickets yes so what what do you, what is your journey to get there you think it's possible yes mentally i still feel like i am going to do it and if i can convince my mind physically i'll be there somehow i still have to figure out how so that race have lot of meaning to me um first of all it's a long journey for me because i know how what it takes you know to train every year and qualify every year not get picked into and train again and qualify you know all this for 7 years so it was it's, pretty hard it's a lot of work a lot of work like running 100 miles training 100 miles every year and qualifying it was a lot of work um so at at the end i got in the timing is not right in the sense again of course i don't have control over that but i got picked in when i am injured other than that this race have a very important meaning to me because the, a very 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 close friend of mine 
maybe my one of my closest friend uh in this country uh and maybe my the most closest friend uh, the young closest friend mm-hmm. is called Logan his name is Logan Polfus so we have run many races and training runs together he crewed me and we have done a lot of training runs in Colorado uh he helped me in Leadville he he fl- last year even you know like uh, 2017 he flew from Colorado to pace me at Kettle 100 he paced me crewed me he flew back and you know he was there always when i needed him he's just 22 years old um he wanted he me and him we were talking about western states for last four or four years he told Lord, whenever you get in i am going to pace you and crew you and help you can he was he was always there with me but then last um the last talk we have about what was about western states in last year july or august and then last april um, last october 2018 october 18th october i just heard the news that he died um so he 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 had a new hobby for last one and a half year skydiving or he called you know jumping from the parachute so his parachute didn't open and yeah he died so that was a very big shock for me i never felt so bad uh, in my life when somebody died even in my any of my family members so that was i have a hard time for quite a few weeks um but he was supposed to be there with me and you know he, he stays in colorado uh, but now he's not there at least i can't see him um so if i can fin- if i can finish that race that will be dedicated to logan for sure that's why i really want to uh, be there for sure and finish that sure and that race will be dedicated to logan this um, race the race has a lot of meaning to it a lot of meaning to it yes for me and for him and for yeah so that's why i really hope i still hope i can tow the start line and i can finish it um well i hope that everything aligns and you can get there thank you i hope it's so a big too. journey for you and yeah yeah it, this it means a lot to you right now and it it does there's yeah. a lot you're overcoming yes so physically mentally and everything i'm excited to see you get there Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, Arun, this was a great conversation. Thank We're going to have to have you back on the show once you do Western States and we can wrap the last like year and a half together of you qualifying, you getting injured and then you racing this and being back. Sure. Sure. We will we'll do this. We'll I'll finish Western States. I hope so. And then I need to hear a yes. To me, sure means like I ha- sure I don't have anything else to do. Okay. Yes. There we go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we go, I'm just going to hit you with the cre- our Cream City uh questions that we end every yeah, show on. Please. All right. Question 1. What shoes are you running in right now? Uh for trails or for right now for right now I'm not running training, but you know, when you are training. When I'm training uh Hoka. Like uh, usually my go-to shoes for trail is Hoka on a on a Challenger. and for uh, road is clifton clifton do you recommend them yes i'm a neutral fit so if it's neutral fit i do strongly i do like it both clifton and challenger because both clifton and challenger are all everything similar except the challenger have some trail lugs mm-hmm. but they are similar uh, i do i wore more than 10 pairs of clifton and 10 pairs of challenger all right you I, i love those two for sure you heard it hoka Hoka sponsored runner <laughs> over here. I have Hoka too. I love you like, you like Hoka, right? Yeah, I I have a bunch of friends actually. I think 20 30 friends who who started using Hoka, you know, in our Milwaukee around and most of them like it. Uh, I saw Ben, Patrick and many people. And I like Tracer is one of my favorite. If I want to go for something a little faster, fast, I like I love Tracer. I know someone who loves Tracer. She's trying to get everyone to buy them. I think yeah. she's also a Hoka athlete. All right, what's your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? Uh the route which I ran most of the time is on the leg front you know leg front typically art museum that area and silver till silver spring mm-hmm. if i'm going for something real fast workout with no but i don't want to stop like fast workout then i like oak leaf trail Definitely. where the interaction and everything very you know very controlled yep and sometime i like if i want to don't not go far but still hit the trails uh is the or river trail i love the river trail the river trail in, yeah. the river trail is such a hidden gem yeah it's hidden gem exactly it's in, even in winter and summer you uh, know all the time i like that even in snow it's nice and it it's, it's pretty cool it's a hidden gem exactly 
Um, yeah. Okay. If you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Logan Polfus, but he's not here right now. I really miss him, and I would like to run with him. It's just about, yeah. you know. You think uh, he'll, he'll run Western States? Will he be there with you? Of course he'll be there. I can't see him, means, but he's there because he's a, our te- technology is not developed enough to see that dimension, but he'll be there for sure. He's seeing us. He can see. He's in higher dimension. But uh, I love astrophysics, and I do believe in astrophysics and all those things. So, yes, he's there, but I can't see him. But, you know, he'll, be, he'll help me. What's your favorite Milwaukee race? Um... First thing that comes to my mind is uh, Lakefront Marathon, Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon. I have done that. That was my first road marathon, 2012. Then I ran it uh, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much every year except last year. Yeah. That's my favorite Milwaukee race and marathon. Second one is Strider's Half. Third is South Shore. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite pre-race pump-up song? Pump-up song. Oh, I have the Tiger. Oh, I love it. Yeah, from Rocky. Okay. Uh, so usually we ask what coming, what coming races you have or goals. Obviously, Western States is one of them. I am signed up for, I have, I have signed up for Milwaukee Half Marathon. It was supposed to be my tune-up race. Okay. For ice 50 mile in six weeks. And ice 60 mile was supposed to be my last hard race before Western States. I'm going to do all of those. So you're going to do them? Yes. Okay, so you do have races up. So I phrase this question if that you weren't racing right now because you're injured. But I will be racing in a different... Because I, there's a high chance I might walk this 13 miles. That's a new goal. So let I, me haven't, ask, I haven't walked 13 miles. Let me ask you this then. What is a future race that's on your radar? Um, a couple two, of years down the line, a year down the line? If it's a couple of races which I really want to do maybe next five years, it'll be, one will be UTMB in Alps mm-hmm. that one I, uh, yeah that's the number one maybe and then one is in Greece Spartathlon 246 kilometer that's a very big goal of mine I know a guy who just ran a marathon in, in Greece that's awesome yes I also know him and he's a good gentleman I, had, I need some tips from him uh, how to handle these Greece people and all the environment anyhow so yes the Greece Spartathlon that's a very big race that one and Comrades Marathon in South Africa uh, that's a very, very big race. That's the largest ultra marathon in the world. Uh, 25,000 people run that. Uh, that one is in my list. Uh, those, those three I, on top means I really want to do those three. Awesome. Uh, and then our last question, what piece of running advice do you have to someone, whether it's, you know, they're listening to this podcast and they're getting started in running or they're like, I want to start doing ultras, but I just, I need, I need that piece of advice. To me, I think uh, it's very important that you start liking it and loving it and love the journey itself but of course we all want to get a good result good pr good something but once if you can enjoy the journey it makes everything a little easier i think loving the journey is very important and um, just and ask yourself why you want to run people run for different reasons some for health some for losing weight some for meeting people some socializing some for getting pr the different reasons. So once you figure that why you are running, you know, or what distance or whatever that goal is, why? I mean, your why, an honest why, it becomes easier. And, and when it comes to ultra, it becomes even more important why you are doing it. And start learning the process. And um, talk to people. Talk to people who are doing it for some time. They might be able to help you in certain way. Because a lot of people I have seen they do run, and I believe they are good runners, but they don't know how to train. There's a difference between run and train. A lot of people, they go out and run all the time, same pace, either all the time slow, all the time fast. And that, trust me, uh, again, just from my own limited experience, that is not going to help much mentally, physically. So the switching that, that is very important. But those things, one will know only when you talk to people who have done this enough. And trust me, they will help. They'll be happy to help you. I'll be happy to help if somebody asks me um, the how to train. In that way, you will not get burnt out. You'll, start, you'll, keep, on, you'll keep on enjoying. Um, if you can run the hard runs hard, easy runs easy, or you know what to eat, what kind of shoe to wear. This is mm-hmm. talking to people is important, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I and, agree. And not to have ego problems. Some people do have, I have seen this ego thing. You know, people are running hard. I don't want, I don't want them to pass me. You don't have, you know. 
those things. Once you know to train, <laughs> the ego thing will fall down. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Rune, thanks for being on the show and everyone listening, go follow Rune on Facebook. He always has great uh, race recaps and always has some good knowledge. And if he's not running, he's walking around Milwaukee taking beautiful photos. So, Arun, thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully, I'll talk to you guys sometime soon again after I finish Western States and have good stories to share. We're excited. Thank you. Me too.